Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. And today we're going to talk about our own parenting anxiety. Um, But I want to take a minute and say thank you for listening. Uh, Please rate and review on iTunes especially. Um, You know, that's that's just helping me get out there to many more people. Um, And I realize um, I probably haven't sounded like I'm totally up to par. And honestly, given what I've been through and trying to work from home, I kind of get that. But just understand, I am I'm working at coming back full on. I want to talk real quick about mirror neurons so that we have a better understanding about our own anxiety and how our kids pick up on that. Uh, You may have remembered that I talked about mirror neurons before. They are just hardwired into us from birth and it's for survival. So an infant looks at mom and dad and tries to read the energy in the room, read the facial expressions, learn what does this mean. And you're learning to do the same thing with your child. Think about it. You can kind of start telling um, the cries and the facial expressions to what's next. But infants have to do this because they're not going to survive on their own. So they're trying to read you and create a, a bond. So they're going to read you all your life. And they're going to pick up on that subtle undercurrent. If you feel kind of like I did where I'm like, ooh, I don't really have anxiety. I'm managing all this, you know, emotional stuff in my life, but I'm I'm great. And then, bam, you go off the, the rails or you realize I'm still not showing it, but my kid is showing it. And so they do. They pick up on that. That's not to beat yourself up over. Okay. That's just to be aware of. Because, you know, our best attempts, like I said, not to share this, they just don't work. Kids are wired to pick up on us. Um, So I want to go over some tips and things that we can do and be aware of so that um, we can bring our own stress level and anxiety down and therefore that's going to play off on our children. So um, some of the tips that I want to share is to try to find out where you feel this in your body. Some people will feel it in their stomach, um, like diarrhea, indigestion, just stomach aches. Very common. A lot of us are going to say we feel it in our neck and shoulders. Um, That's my area. I like to carry the world right there. Some people will just have overall body aches um, or like extreme fatigue. You know, the brain's only able to keep going for so long before it's like, bleh. Um, so, you know, we talk about emotional fatigue, uh, in there. So you're, you're cluing into where do you see this, feel this in your body, because that's your precursor so that you can make some decisions. Um, once you're picking up on it in your body, you're able to use those tools to help you bring your anxiety level down so that your child's not going to match you at anxiety level. Um, So catching it early, finding it in your body, catching it early, and then using our skills, being able to exhale, okay? Five, maybe three, but five deep breaths, focusing on the exhale is huge. Um, A lot of us try to focus on the exhale and think I'm just blowing it all out, like um, you're blowing out a flame, or for me, maybe a forest fire occasionally, Um, Some people envision, you know, I'm taking all the negative energy and I'm just blowing it all away. Whatever. 
if you're just exhaling groovy, if you can kind of think about what you're exhaling, really helpful. Um, some of the other things that we need to think about are self-care of some type. You know, if you need to go take a hot bath, you need to scream, I'm out, I got to go sit in the car. If your kids aren't in imminent danger, dear God, go sit in the car or tell them, I'm going to go sit in the bathroom by myself. Um, if you have a significant other, your spouse, you know, tech team, I'm out. I, I got to get out of this for a while. Go drive around. You have to focus on some self-care in order to then be there for your kids. And what you're showing, you know, people go, oh, you walked away. You're right. I showed my kids that sometimes you got to regroup in order to be a, a, a positive parent. That's okay. Um, some of the other things that I want you to think about are movement, right? I think a lot of us, it's counterintuitive to move once we get so overwhelmed with this anxiety, depression, stress. Um, you want to curl up in a ball. <laughs> and that's exactly the opposite of what your body needs you to do. So you need to move. Again, if you feel trapped at home, find something that is movement for you. Dear God, flap your arms around and walk. Um, <laughs> your neighbors don't care. Um, anything. Marching, jumping jacks, get up, move. Move those gross motors, which gross motor is your large motor skills. So move. Get outside and move. Even better. We need the outdoors. Do you realize that all the things stuck in our house, our houses are so airtight now, or our apartments, that we're not getting enough fresh air, believe it or not. So go outside get your movements in. And then the other piece is to meditate. And I'm not talking about that image that we all have, I think, in Western society, which is like, ooh, I must cross my legs and hold my fingers together and, and make every thought go away. Good for those people. But for many of the rest of us, it is just finding a quiet time to try to tell our brain to slow down. So meditation is fabulous. I even talked with someone that literally has a meditation app. She says, I don't sit and meditate because I haven't gotten there yet, but I will keep it with me. And if I'm stressed out in the morning, I'm playing it, right? So she's got that app going, listening to what meditation skills they're talking about. And then she can kind of focus on that. And that's just training the brain to be able to focus on one thing instead of eight million things. So those are huge. The last thing here I'm going to touch on tool-wise is it's okay to get help. You know, you don't have to hold up the world, your world, your kid's world. If you are at a point where you are in such anxiety overwhelm that you feel like you're perpetuating it, like it's a never-ending thing, it's okay. Go talk to a therapist. Um, could talk to a parenting coach like myself. Um, go ahead and talk to a psychiatrist. Sometimes we need a medication to help put the floor back under us, get our foundation back, and then your doctor can help you choose when to wean off that anxiety, stress, depression medication. So give yourself that. If you need it, it is not taboo. Get rid of those crazy old thoughts that I'm weak and whatever. No, asking for help is the strongest thing I think you can ever do. Keep that in mind. 
So then let's jump to the one last piece that I think, I think it'll be helpful. I know for me, it was really helpful. We're going through this anxiety. We've blown up. We feel like our, our relationship with our kids is strained. And right now, whose isn't? But there's this thing called repair, right? And again, your kids are learning by example. So um, you blow up over, I don't know, kids didn't eat their green beans or um, that one bill is due and we're not able to pay it right now or there's just, there's a myriad of things, right? Tons of things that this could be caused from that feel like the trigger and you blow up. I don't know exactly how you blow up. Maybe it's you take up that slamming of the door as well. Maybe there's some yelling, right? Um, whatever piece happens for you, I'm not going to go into all the details. You know what happens for you. But there's this thing called repair. And that's when you can gather yourself, go back to your child, and make an honest apology. And that may sound like, hey guys, I want to come and talk to you about the need to to apologize. So here's what my apology sounds like. Guys, I'm really sorry that I chose yelling instead of a calm voice. That wasn't very kind of me and I would like to ask you to forgive me. Notice no excuses, right? Nobody cares why. That's your business. But the re the fact that you did it needs the apology. It's not blame. You guys drove me insane. This bill came in. Mm -mm. I'm sorry for my actions, period. It's a really hard thing to do. Practice. But once you come to them with an authentic apology and ask them to accept it, do not cheat your children to give you things like, that's okay. Really? Do you want them to grow up with other adults treating them that way the rest of their lives and them just saying, oh, that's okay. It is not okay. You made a mistake. You're asking them to forgive you and they're using the words, I forgive you. Two important keys there. Once you start on this repair, you've made a truthful, honest apology. Then you can talk about it. Boy, next time, I'm going to choose this. I'm really working on my anxiety, and these are the tools I'm working. Okay, you're not making excuses. You've apologized. You're explaining what went on. Don't forget to ask your kids, how are you feeling now? I've apologized. You've accepted. Are you feeling okay? Or do I need to step in and hold some of your big emotions? Remember, we've talked about that. If you need a reminder, reach out. I'm happy to go over that again. So this is all what I'm going through when I'm talking about what about our anxiety. Um, just give yourself that, that permission to be human and start looking for where it happens in your body. Start working on catching your anxiety early and doing some self-care around it. Use your skills of exhaling, meditating, and moving. And then when something does happen, because we are all human, 
then you know now how to go back and repair. And please be aware that your anxiety, if it feels like it's so overwhelming, it is okay to reach out and get some help with that. So I just wanted to share that today and be well, everyone.